on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The runner at third. Hater shuts again. 3-2. Coming back. Here it is. Has struck him out with a 3-2 breaking ball. And this one is over. Stephen Vogt, I guarantee you, wasn't looking for that one. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Good solid win for the Brewers today. They knock off Arizona by a 7-4 score. Brewers bring out the big bats as Jackie Bradley Jr., Luis Arias, and Avisael Garcia all hit home runs. The pitching good enough. Today was one of those days where the hitting leads the way, and the Brewers get the win 7-4. and four. As uh, with the victory, they improve to 30-26, and 26, Diamondbacks dropping to 20-38. and 38. We come your way live from American Family Field. My name is Matt Pauley, Craig Kishon from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. He'll join us coming up uh, in the next 10-15 minutes or so. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll be taking you till 11.30 this evening. We'll go back to the game with the highlights coming up. We'll also hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. Brewers get the win today. They're out hit. They're out hit somewhat significantly. This is one of those games where you know, we talk so much, and, and, and this discussion is something that we get into over and over and over. This is a great example, this game today, about why hitting home runs is so important in today's Major League Baseball. Because you can look at what Arizona did today. Arizona had 13 hits. They, they, had, a, they had a really nice day in terms of getting base hits. 13 hits today for Arizona, but they go 3 for 15 with runners in scoring position. And those 13 hits only produce 4 runs. The Brewers, they don't get that many hits today. They have 7 hits, and they were being... They were out hit, being out hit 11-4 at one point in this game. It finishes at 13-7. But uh, they, they scored the seven runs on seven hits in large part because they were able to hit the home runs tonight. So you, you might complain sometimes, and, and I understand why. I'm not saying you're wrong to complain. I'm just bringing attention to the fact of what led to this result and how the Brewers would probably like to be able to win more games. You see guys swinging for the fences because in today's baseball, it's tough to get those hits with runners in scoring position. It's tough to string hits together. And even on a day, like a day for the Diamondbacks, they have 13 hits. If you have 13 hits, you're going to be stringing some hits together at some point because you're averaging more than one hit per inning. Even with that, they they still don't score that many runs. They score the four runs on 13 hits. So it's just a this is a great game to use as an illustration of what's going on in baseball right now and where just getting hits, collecting hits, isn't always the way that you are able to uh, to go out and win ball games. Hitting home runs is something that helps you win ball games more than just getting hits. I mean, it's really it's incredible when you look at. The team hitting with runners in scoring position. The, the Diamondbacks have 15 at-bats today with runners in scoring position. The Brewers had four. Four! 15 to four. Diamondbacks still, they have two more hits than the Brewers with runners in scoring position. The Diamondbacks go three for 15 in those situations. The Brewers go one for four. 
uh, yet the Brewers are still able to, uh, to score uh, so many more runs. And I guess the, the response to that is, well, you can't hit this many home runs every single night. And, yeah, that's true. And, and that's where it really becomes a kind of a, a tough thing to evaluate on, on how do you go about scoring runs and how do you go about winning ball games? This game today, I just, uh, to me, this just felt like more the style of game that I was expecting to see more of this year. I don't think any of us thought that we were going to see the high end pitching, the, the elite pitching. Like we knew that Brandon Woodruff was really good. We knew that Corbin Burns was really good, but they are, they are both outdoing what I would, there was no way, there was no reason to expect the elite level, couple of the best guys walking the face of the earth style pitching that you're getting from them, and then you add Freddie Peralta into that as well, and nobody could have, Peralta we didn't even know was going to be in the starting rotation until late in spring training, so there was no reason to expect the kind of pitching the Brewers are getting. I really thought the kind of game that the Brewers have today, where they hit a few home runs, and they're able to maximize their opportunities to score runs, would be the type of games that they would have more of this year, and maybe they still will, I don't know, I think this is a good even though they get out hit 13-7, to me, this is a good offensive day. You score seven runs, and you get home runs from guys that you want to get home runs from. Let's not forget that. This is probably as important part of, a, of the storyline as anything. Christian Yelich goes deep in this game. That's, that's a huge, huge part of this. And for the Brewers to be who they want to be this year, Christian Yelich has to be hitting home runs. He has to be hitting for power. He has to be hitting for extra bases. One day, one home run doesn't doesn't make a season. You know, he hit that home run in Cincinnati, and we hadn't heard from him in terms of a, a home run since. But you hope that this could be something. By the way, he changed his bat for today. Uh, he was uh, he was he had a lighter bat today, and I'm sure he'll till he has spoken about that. We'll see what uh, what he had to say about that. But maybe he had a little bit of a lucky bat. I don't know. But uh, Yelich hitting a home run is a really big development. Jackie Bradley Jr., he hits a home run. If there is any player on this team outside of Keston Hira who has been just a supreme disappointment in terms of their production, it's been JBJ, and you still know what he can do. And I think the difference between a Hira and a Bradley is Bradley's got one heck of a track record. I mean, he's been around for a while. He's in a new environment. The other day, Craig Kashan and I were talking about the adjustment to the National League, and for for some players, they can move from one league to the other, and it's just absolutely no big deal, and it's just baseball, and you just go. And with interleague play and everything, there's less of a less of a disconnect. But there are some players, I still think, who when they move from one league to another, either they don't adjust at all, or it takes them a little bit of while. It takes them a little while to get adjusted. So Bradley being able to go hit that home run today, he has a couple hits, he goes two for three, that was, uh, that was a good development as well. I just felt like there were a number uh, of good developments. Visayo Garcia continuing to hit, he had that fantastic month of May. Uh, all of a sudden he is, not all of a sudden, I mean he's been doing it for a, for a month plus now, but him not being a, a one-month wonder kind of guy after that month of May and being able to continue to swing a hot bat, that's important as well. The other day, uh, that game that the Brewers lost, that second game of the Detroit series where they hit a whole bunch of home runs and a couple guys had two home runs each. Who was it? I, somebody talked in the post-game press conference. I'm trying to remember off the top of, the head, of my head who it was. I think it was Colton Wong, if I am remembering correctly. He talked about the weather warming up, and as the weather warms up and the roof is open, the panels are open, all of a sudden the ball's going to start flying. 
And I know it feels like the Brewers have played a lot of games this year, and it's not it's not early on in the season. They they've played a significant amount of games, but there's still there's still a ton of games left to be played this year, and the Brewers still have absolutely everything that they want to accomplish. And if all of a sudden, with the weather starting to warm up a bit, if that results in them scoring a few more runs, well, that's that's a good thing because I think this team does have the opportunity to be able to uh, to do that. So to me, I, I say all that to say this. To me, I just feel like this game today is kind of the blueprint of what you want to see. The, o- the only thing I would say, at least from an offensive standpoint, from a pitching standpoint, you probably want to get more than four and a third from your starter, Brett Anderson, today. Kept the team in the game, three runs on eight hits in, uh, in four and a third innings. Uh, he, he was okay. You know, there, there was nothing. It was not a great day for him. It was not a bad day for him. Uh, I think he would tell you that he would have liked to have gone deeper. He throws the 81 pitches there. For the most part, the bullpen does a nice job. Brent Suter does allow uh, and Harry Runner score, but uh, Suter does does a nice job. Brad Baxberger did a nice job. Devin Williams kind of had to battle in this one today where I still feel like he's trying to find himself. There's been some moments where he has looked like the Devin Williams of old, but he hasn't really put that together for an extended amount of time. And outing after outing after outing, and he hadn't been used in a while. If you remember the last time he was used, he was a little bit shaky, and then he wasn't used. There was a day where uh, Boxberger, I believe it was, was used in an eighth-inning situation where you would have thought it was going to be Williams, and then the next day Williams wasn't available. We found out that evening that, uh, that he wasn't, and uh, we were not given much information on that. So he might be battling something right now. He might be a little bit banged up. Something might be just a little bit off. They might be trying to avoid putting him on the injured list. You do that by just kind of nursing him through uh, his current spot because if it's a situation where you don't need to have him out for an extended amount of time but you need him out for a few days uh, or you, you want to give him a couple days and see how his body responds, uh, I get the sense something like that has been going on. Again, there was that one day in the press conference where uh, Craig Council said that Devin Williams wasn't available, uh, didn't really – expound on that and so to me that says in all likelihood that he's just he's battling something right now and you you get that over the course of uh over the course of a 162 game season that is for sure all right the brewers get the win today good win uh 7-4 over the diamondbacks as they open up a four game weekend series again if you want to join the program you can do so you can call or you can text into the acunet mortgage talk and text line 855-616-1620 that's 855-616-1620 you can also tweet into the program at matt Pauley on air m-a-t-t-p-a-u-l-e-y on air Craig Kishan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. He's going to join us coming up in just a few moments. We'll continue on after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings live from American Family Field on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Duplantier kicks and the first pitch to Yelich is driven out to right. Deep back. Bye-bye baseball. A three-run blast for Yelly. His first in Milwaukee this year. Brewers come up with the win today as they knock off the Diamondbacks in the series opener. Final score 7-4. I'm Matt Pauley, Craig Kishan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, alongside. And Craig, before you got here, I was kind of commenting. I, I feel like this was the kind of game that I was expecting to see more of this year. Hitting a bunch of home runs, the pitching being uh, good enough. No, none of us could have seen how good the pitching was going to be to start this year for the Brewers. Their offense has not been good. They get... 
This is a great example because they get out hit 13-7 in this game. The numbers runners in scoring position. The Diamondbacks have 15 at bats today with runners in scoring position. The Brewers have four, so they basically get quadrupled in that category. Yet the Brewers are able to win by a 7-4 score. People lament how Major League Baseball has turned into a swing for the fence league, but this game today shows you that if you're effective doing that you're going to be able to win games. Yeah, I would agree. The The fact that we saw something out of the Brewers, especially the last two games straight here now for them scoring seven runs in each game, almost seems like, you know, uh, almost a miracle yeah. in, in a way because we've seen enough of the, you know, not scoring runs or just one or two runs or whatever. But, um, yeah, the, the way they're doing it, and then I, I think today – Clearly, um, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Kristen Yelich just hitting those home runs in the in the same inning, but just hitting home runs. Period yeah. uh, was absolutely huge, and you know we're going to be fixated on Yelich's three-run home run, and we should be because I can't even think the last time we saw anybody hit a three-run home run. It's just been so rare for this team. And that thing, he he hit it hard. It was a line drive. The launch angle on it was twenty percent. You don't see many home runs hit on a 20% launch angle, but he was able to just hit it so hard that it was able to clear the fence. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, what he does is still vintage Christian Yelich for the most part when he puts the ball in play and he gets home runs like that. So um, give me more, man, yeah. give me more, and let's just hope it's coming. Yeah, I think that's there's I, there's just so many reasons, and I'm not trying to make too much out of, I tell people all the time when things are going bad, hey, it's just one of 162, so you got to apply the same standard. It's just one of 162. But you look at the power. You saw the home runs hit in that second game of the Detroit game. There was a lot of talk after that game. Hey, the weather's warming. Panels are going to be open more. Roof's going to be open more. We know the Brewers need to hit home runs, and they've done it at least two games in a row. For me, this is a reason to be cautiously optimistic about what this team is doing from a hitting perspective. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's pretty much the the thing that you look at for this team is the pitching, and you say you can pretty much count on it every single game you show up to the ballpark and whatnot. The the hitting has been obviously the biggest question mark at this point. I, I want to be optimistic. I, I do. I think this is what we should be seeing, and I think this is what we have been saying all along, Matt, on, on this show and and our shows on TV. This team was built to do what we're seeing very much in the last two games and and there's no reason we shouldn't see more of this for sure. 855-616-1620 that is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Doug in Baraboo has given us a call. Hey Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening guys. Say, say man, I was wondering if you would comment or if you knew anything. I, I was, you know, concerned about the trade with Rasmussen and Fireheisen leaving and and, and Adamas coming in. Adamas is doing well. He's what about 286 or so, and that that's good. But I'm just wondering if Council. Do you think Council had uh, input in that in that uh, in that decision, uh, or if they just uh, the uppers just went along with or just did it because Tuesday night in that uh, post game, uh, his comments. He used the word depleted. His book. He said is the his bullpen was depleted, and normally you don't hear him uh, use a word like that. And, and I, I wonder if he's thinking on the same level that I'm thinking. Uh, he, you know, I wish we had uh, those two guys in the bullpen. I don't know if Hader 
he's doing great. I, I don't know if he can do that for four plus months and, and Williams isn't doing what he normally does. I mean, he hey, Doug, he let me ask you this. Are you happy with the team's win loss record since Willie Adamas has gotten here? Yes, I understand okay. that. I know he's hitting two eighty six and uh it's a great a great addition, but I'm just looking at the overall the pitching to me is what's gonna pull us through and I I don't know. I thought maybe they throw Milner Milner in there tonight with the three run lead to see what he what he could do. But I know he was a great pitcher in 2017 or with the Phillies or whatever. But I, I don't think, know. I think what do you know, know anything. Use the word depleted the other the other day uh, that that Counts was talking about. It, it's because Williams was ill and he had a couple of uh, he had a couple of his guys out there that that couldn't go that night. And so that's what he meant about depleted. I don't think it was at all in reference to this team can't handle uh, the trade they made, and and um, it, it wasn't it wasn't along those lines. So it probably was misinterpreted, you know, maybe on your part. But you know, that's it, this team needed the day off yesterday yeah. and was rested and ready to go. And and look, I mean, we've we've seen this up until now. Um, there are certain innings for certain guys, and and Williams has the eighth right now, and Hader has the ninth. And before all that, it it kind of gets mixed up a little bit. You know, you're going to see Suter for multiple innings. Um, we saw that again tonight too. I just I the the first part of the question was: Does Craig Council have input in the trade? Absolutely. Uh, David Stearns and Matt Arnold are not just going and doing things yeah. without talking with Craig Council first. Now, if it becomes something where Stearns and Arnold are 100% all in on something, and Council isn't. The, the they, they have the final say on it. I just I don't think that happens very often. They no. have such a good working relationship, yeah. uh, but Council absolutely does have a voice in these trades. And I think this team needed a Willie Adamas. It, it the bullpen hurts. You, you, your bullpen is not as strong as it was when you don't have JP Fires and you don't have Drew Rasmussen. Clearly, that is a that is a true statement. It is a lot easier to go out and find bullpen arms who can contribute and contribute in a big way than it is to go find a shortstop who can play good defense, who has pop off the bat, who brings just great energy to the clubhouse and to the dugout and can fit in so quickly and you have years of club control on. Uh, Even if Drew Rasmussen turns into an all-star closer for Tampa Bay, I don't think you sit there and go, what could have been? Because, the again... We have seen David Stearns do it. How Anthony Swarzak, Joaquin Soria, Drew Pomerantz. Like I can go on and on. Relief pitchers who pitch big-time innings for the Brewers, high-leverage spots, they're always available. And, um, they, yeah, they're just always available, and you're going to be able to uh, be able to go find those kind of guys. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing is, too, and Matt, and we talked about it a little bit um, Prior to the trade, we didn't know that trade was going down, but I, I think the bottom line is we knew that this team needed some help eventually um, somewhere, and, and shortstop may have been that spot. I mean, yeah. it, it it was kind of growing with the way uh, Urias had been going. But but what did we say? I mean, if you're going to go out and get somebody of quality, you got to give up something. And, and I think that they thought that they had – some guys that were worth making a to, I mean that was a big time trade in season mm-hmm. trade trading away Orlando Arcia probably raised eyebrows and 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 opened eyes more and and maybe you know fans questioned what the club was doing at the time when they did it cuz they didn't get major league ready guys in return but 
both trades needed to be made, and, and the second trade was was so vital right now. We're, we're seeing it. Uh, it's paying off instantly for this club. Yeah, and again, the bullpen's going to be fine. I have no doubt. Well, and you know what? The bullpen is it's it's going to continue to change. Yeah. You don't want your short. You've already made two two or three major changes to that position already in the first two to two to three months of the year. You you can let the bullpen change. The bullpen's going to change based on performances. You don't want your shortstop to change anymore. Buck stops right here. Seven four Brewers get the win tonight over Arizona again. If you want to join us, eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's eight five five six one six one six twenty. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. We're live at American Family Field. More in just a moment here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 2-2 offering on Urias. Hit in the air to left and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! And way gone for Luis. That one made the second deck above a restaurant to be named later. And he popped that one out of here. 7-4, Brewers get the win over the Diamondbacks, opening up a four-game series, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Doug texting in, asking, why is Daniel Vogelback batting second? Why move Adamas down? He says it makes no sense. Uh, this is one where Vogelback's a lefty. You're facing a right-handed hitter. Vogelback's got a little bit of pop. He has long at-bats. Like He's not hitting. He's a 204 hitter. I'm not going to tell you that he's doing more than that, but his on-base is, is, is better. You like on-base guys at the top. He has the ability to hit a home run. He has the ability to have long at-bats. So, uh, again, you've got Adamas as a, as a right-handed bat facing off against a right-hand starter. When you're facing... Again, it all kind of depends if here is in there or not, and, and, and we, we'll talk about Keston here a little bit more later on. But that's it's a righty-lefty thing. That's why Vogelback's in the two spot. Yeah, and I, I've also I'm under this belief there's there's just no way you're going to see a really overly consistent lineup every night out of, out of uh, Craig Council. I mean, and I mean that by saying they do match it up that way. He he's not going to care if someone's batting well in the number two hole and and he can come up with you in another spot for one game. I mean, he's just going to mix it up. It's also a little element by surprise too. You don't want to you don't want to give everything away and make make um, opposing managers decisions and and how they go about their uh scouting and pitching so easy for them. I mean, little element of surprise. It doesn't seem like much, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler in Port Washington. The vast majority of games in June come against teams that are below 500. Uh, just win series and will be in good shape. I'm hoping this team can pick up steam this month that will carry them through. They don't play a winning team again until the Cubs right at the end of the month. They basically have three straight weeks of games against teams below 500. We have seen at times the Brewers, they're very good at playing up to their competition, but unfortunately sometimes they're good at playing down to their competition. This is a really important month for this team, and you have to be very hopeful that they go out and do what they should do against some of these lesser teams. Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think if you go back to that Washington series, I think they were playing either 23 or 28 games in a row against sub-500 teams. So that's a chunk right there yeah. for sure. Now, are are you that much better than everybody? They are better than most of the teams they are scheduled to play here, and they already got that series sweep against um, Washington. I'll take a split in interleague play sure. against Detroit. It's, it's a two-game series. 
Win three out of four here. I think you got to win three out of four against this club this weekend, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they're injured. You don't know who they're. I mean, their pitching isn't. Pitching isn't very. Yeah. I mean, look look out for the hitting. I mean, they brought it tonight, and that's their strength right now. So curb that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, it, but this is a big month. Like you, you don't, you don't play yourself into the postseason in June. But I'm telling you, if this team is not a postseason team this year, and they go 500 in the month of June against all these sub 500 teams, we're going to be sitting here in September and, and October looking back at what could have been in June. Well, l- let's look at it this way too. April was very good. May was really rough for most of the month, but they finished pretty strong. I mean, think about this. May turned out to be a 13-win, 15-loss month. That's not horrible. That's not to say you had a horrible month because you were two below 500. They were on pace to be, you know, like 9-20 and 20 or whatever. So um, I thought I thought they did a good job of bouncing back, and they've had a pretty good start here to the month of June. So I, I agree with you. You don't want to look at this month against – this stretch and say this cost you something. I know I'm gonna kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth here, and I, I realize what I'm saying. The general equation to keep yourself in it is play around 500 ball, be, be maybe a little bit above 500 going into the All Star break, and then once the All Star break goes, boom, take off. I do think it's a little bit different this year because how this is a rare thing where you're basically playing an entire month against teams that are below 500. That just doesn't happen. So that 500 into the All Star break thing maybe doesn't apply as much to this year. But that's the general thing. Just you, you don't have to play really good baseball. Just don't play really bad baseball. Just kind of tread water. Figure out who you are. Figure out what what where your roster needs to be uh, augmented during the year. And then once that all-star break gets over and you get into july and you get into august and then into september that's when you take off and we have seen this brewers team under craig council be pretty darn good in the final two months of the year yep and what you want to do right now is you want to get healthy you want some key players to start uh playing up to their potential again and i mean this is this is a good team right now this is not a very good team yet but i think this team can be very good here and should be before it's over get Kristen Yelich going get get something opposite of what Jackie Bradley Jr. has been able to bring offensively tonight he had good at bats he got on base I think three times tonight as well so I mean those are the things we haven't seen out of either one of these two guys yet especially in combination of the same game this is an opportunity for Jackie Bradley Jr. to be in the lineup almost every day now because Locaine's out He's got to take it. This is the moment where we figure out, is he going to put together a good season? Because yeah. he's going to have the chance to play. And, you know, the other thing, Matt, uh, talking about that outfield, you know, Craig Council addressed it again tonight that he is not going to play Christian Yelich every day yet. Um, they're still going to be careful with how he has been health-wise here in the first half of the season to make sure he is strong for the, that final two-month push that you're talking about. And, that's going to be up to Jackie Bradley Jr. to fill in and and make sure when he gets his opportunities, he's going to do it. Same for Tyrone Taylor right now. Um, I love Avi Garcia's home runs, yeah. man. They're no oh, doubters. Rush. Yeah, this this guy has been the the most pleasant surprise, not only in the outfield, but me for me, I think maybe even the team right now. I mean, he is. He is fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. When we come back, 
Uh, a Colton Wong update, not great that he had to come out of the game today once again with uh, one of the same issues. And somewhat surprisingly, Keston here is still on the roster. We'll discuss that as well. That's coming up in just a moment here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Swing on a drive in the right center deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and gone off the scoreboard. In deepest right center off the bat of Avi Garcia. 7-4. Brewers get the win over Arizona in the series opener. Matt Pauley, Craig Kashan continuing to come your way from American Family Field. Uh, Colton Wong came out of the game with an oblique issue. That's the same issue he had earlier this year. We all know it. No, everybody knows same the left side and yep. everything. Yep. People know the next words coming out of my mouth. Obliques can stick around, and you got to be careful with them and not re-aggravate them and things like that. But obviously not a good development. Now they are maybe better suited to survive it because you have a Luis Arias who is now in kind of a reserve role, so you could really just put him at second base if Wong's not available. Who knows where Keston Hira plays into all that as well. Uh, but you, you want Colton Wong in the lineup. Boy, you you really do. I mean, it it was like, oh no, not again. Uh, but the, when when he went on the injured list back in April, it was for twelve days. Um, so you you hope it's not any more than that. Uh, and they they won't know until tomorrow. And and hopefully it's a day by day thing. But usually it's not. Usually it's not. Who's who's the leadoff hitter tomorrow if he's not in there? Because Locaine's on the IL too. Boy, that's a really good question. Jackie Bradley Jr. Maybe possibly. I mean, you know what? The way he was, the, his plate appearances tonight. Yeah. Why not give him that shot? Yeah. Why not? That him or Luis Arias would probably be the two guys that yeah. I would think of. If you've got, yeah. I mean, I was about to say Daniel Robertson, but he's not hitting. So I, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Uh, we were surprised when Keston Hero was not optioned down to AAA or or some sort of move being made with him to take him off the big league roster. He had an extended coaching session with hitting coach Andy Haynes today before the game. Uh, Sounds like they are going to continue to do that. It almost feels like this is a crash course over the next three days where they're going to try to just go through a ton of work before the game, work that you really could not be going through if you were going to play in games, and maybe look for a chance to get them in a bat here and a bat there as a pinch hitter for them to work on things. But it almost, here for the moment, it almost feels like his roster spot at the big league level is more being used for him just to be here to work in pregame with Haynes than anything else. Well, think of it this way. What does he have the potential of doing with one swing of the bat? I mean, causing a lot of damage if, if he hits the way we're used to seeing him hit, if he hits the way he's used to playing this game of baseball. This What he's gone through, you know, last year it's easy for you and me to say ah, it was the pandemic year, it was only 60 games, a lot of guys didn't have a good year. Easy to blow that off. Not so much this time around. Yeah. I mean, you just can't blow this off. And and I like what Rick Sweet said uh, the other day when, when the reporters were, were talking to him about Keston Hira. It is so true. Hitters don't forget to hit. He hasn't forgotten how to hit. He's just he's just in a in some kind of a deep rut right now. And a lot of guys that have played the game will tell you it resides mostly in your head. So a, a, a way to figure out how to clear it out hopefully will be a good sign for him. I, I like it that they didn't send him back to AAA, to be honest with you. Four Brewers get the win over Arizona. The news in two minutes, and then we'll hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council after that here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Coming back. Here it is. Hey! Struck him out swinging. 
and the inning is over on a big strikeout to Walker. Brewers get the 7-4 win over the Diamondbacks to open up the series. Brewers hit four home runs in the game. Jackie Bradley Jr., that was good to see. Luis Arias, Avisael Garcia, and Christian Yelich gets his second of the year, his first here at American Family Field. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago and to talk about the uh, importance of Yelich hitting that home run. Well, it was a, it was a huge hit. I mean, a three-run three homers are, are game changers. So, um, you know, just a big hit in a, in a, in a spot that, that really counts, um, you know, and helps you win a game. I mean, like I said, three run homers are pretty good, pretty good source of success for teams. So, um, you know, and it put us off to a good start. Greg, nine homers in the last two games. Uh, that's obviously a good way to, you know, produce offense. Yeah, no, I think, I think, and it's, you know, it's, you know, I think we had three different guys, tonight and then so it's five different guys hitting homers so it's it's a sign where i think a lot of guys are contributing and doing good things and then you know up and down the offense we can count on different guys uh on different days what about jackie having his first multi-hit game since april just quality at bats tonight for him yeah look you know with low out we know jackie's gonna be important i think I thought he played good defense too um so we know he's going to be important and he's going to be in there. And um, so hopefully he's getting going a little bit here. Um, but it was a good, good way to start after a couple of days off for him. And, and it, we got to get him going. You know, that's that's a key to kind of us putting up numbers like seven runs. It's it's kind of everybody and, and he's included. Craig, part of uh, with Yelich coming back, you guys plotted out a plan to get him back to full strength. Um, is it fair to say that's kind of been a success? And do you feel like for him now, it's you kind of write his name in the lineup every day? Well, I, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I think it's something that we have to monitor daily, and we are. Um, I, I think we went through a phase where we were we were committed to off days, um, and and we and he got through that in a good way. Um, but I, I there, look, there's going to be off days still for sure. Uh, you know, we're in a part of the schedule that's that's friendlier right now, and then we're going to start next week. We're going to start a part of the schedule that's not very friendly for that. So um, we just have to monitor it every day, and we have to stay ahead of it. And and I he's he's been feeling very good. Um, and, and but it, it, it's going to we're going to have days that we have to just step, take a step back, and and that's okay. Um, but I, I like where we're at, and I like the place that we've gotten them to. Craig, Craig and, Sorry, Tom. Um, yeah, it's 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 an oblique strain. It's the same um, same spot that he that he injured in Chicago um, early in April. So, and so we're just, you know, we're going to see how he feels coming in tomorrow. Um, at this point, it's day to day. It's it's not bad, but it's um, it's concerning because it's the same same spot um, that that he did earlier this year. Craig, I was I was going to bounce off that question, uh, that statement you just made about Yelly, and you know, making sure that he's okay physically. You know, he works so hard. He's known for being a hard you know a hard worker, and when he's wants to do that while he's struggling and trying to get where he wants to be, do you have to? You guys have to be. You know, monitor him. Try to tell him to don't go too. Hard. Uh, I think, 
we, it's, it's just a spot where we just have to communicate. And I, I think, you know, none of us want, want, want to have to push stop again. And, and so, you know, push and pause for a day or two is way more, um, you know, advantageous and, and a better spot to be than, than having to push stop. So, and then, and I think, and, and Yelly's on board with that and he gets that, I think completely gets that. So, um, you know, he, he wants to be in there. Uh, it, it's, and so sometimes it's, you know, it's hard, but I also think when, when you, when you talk about, you know, how the, how the month of April went, that that's just no fun. And, um, so understanding that a day off can, can do a lot of good and re- recharge you and, and get you off your feet. Um, you know, I think we're in a good, I think we are all agree on it. Really. It's, it's not a place that we're, we have disagreement. We, we agree on it, that, it, that it has to happen and we have to take some breaks. Craig, that was kind of a bend, but not break night for your pitching staff as a whole. You look back inning by inning, there are guys on, on almost every inning, but they never cracked and let them have a big rally. Yeah. Look, I mean, this, this is a tough offense. I think it's, there's, it's a good offense. It is. They've had some injuries that have kept some of their main guys out of the lineup. They got most of their guys in there now. Um, so it's, it's a challenging offense to get through. They have a lot of guys that can hurt you. Um, and you know, that it's exactly how, what I was thinking through the game. It's we, we, they put pressure on us every inning. We, we made good pitches when we gets, had some guys on base. Um, you know, Devin had a tough inning, really. They, they gave him some good at-bats. They laid off a bunch of stuff, but he made great pitches uh, when, when, he, when he had to to, to Walker. So I, I think it's the day that you give their offense a little credit, honestly. They, 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 they pushed us. They, they made it really hard, but our guys made pitches. That's Magic Craig Council speaking just a little while ago as the Brewers get a win over Arizona 7-4. I did think it was interesting what he said about Christian Yelts, that they're still not quite at the point where you can just make sure that you're guaranteed to have him penciled in the lineup on an everyday basis, that they're going to continue to be careful with him right now. They're in a period where they've got some off days, but as they get into another period coming up with very few off days, there's going to be days where he just has a prescribed day off as they manage his back situation, and uh, that's something that you deal with, and it's something that uh, I think Brewers fans should be fine with because the idea there is that he's going to be in the lineup every day down the stretch of the season. And, again, it's the doctors, it's the trainers, it's the medical staff that know what's going on with his back and how much he should be playing and how much he should not be playing. Brewers get the 7-4 win. How does it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-4, Brewers get the win over the Diamondbacks. Pitching matchup tonight, Brett Anderson going for the Brewers. John Duplantier getting the start for the Diamondbacks. Good pitching in the early going, no score until we would get into the bottom of the third inning. That's when Jackie Bradley Jr. leads off the inning. Duplantier's first pitch to Jackie Bradley Jr. is lifted to deep left. Going back on it is Rojas. He looks up. It is gone for Jackie Bradley Jr. Brewers take a 1-0 lead on Bradley's fifth of the year. Brett Anderson would then walk 
After a Colton Wong strikeout, Daniel Vogelback would get a base hit. So two on for Christian Yelich. Duplantier kicks, and the first pitch to Yelich is driven out to right. Deep back. Bye-bye baseball. A three-run blast for Yelly. His first in Milwaukee this year. Yeah, so that makes it a 4-0 game. Brett Anderson would put up a zero in the top of the fourth inning. Always important to do that, but the Diamondbacks would make a little bit of noise in the fifth. Cattell Marte would lead the inning off with a double. After the first out is recorded, Carson Kelly at the plate. We're battling, swinging a drive into right center. Jackie Bradley Jr. back on this one. It is gone for Carson Kelly, who is having a heck of a year for Arizona. Christian Walker would then double. That would end the day for Brett Anderson. After he was removed from the game, he was technically ejected from the game. Uh, as he was walking out, he had some words for uh, the umpire, and uh, the umpire threw him out, even though he had already been replaced in the game. So that just means he'll probably get uh, fined a few bucks. That's how it works out. Brent Suter comes on. He would get uh, Josh Reddick to strike out. That would bring up. Nick Ahmed. Suter deals to him, swinging, little fly to right. This one is going to be caught and dropped by Garcia. Another run's going to score. Ahmed goes into second base with what will be a double, I believe. But the Brewers would come up with an answer in the bottom of the fifth inning to get started with Luis Urias. 2-2 offering on Urias. Hit in the air to left and deep. to be named later and he popped that one out of here pitching change Joe Mantiply then comes into the contest he would strike out Daniel Vogelback would walk Christian Yelich would walk Avisael Garcia as well and it would bring up Omar Nervais and the left hander ready here it is swinging a bouncer hit to first that's a fair ball they'll go to first and get Nervais Yelich is going to score on an overthrow to second base by Walker. And it's 6-3 now. Two runs scoring in the inning to give it that 6-3 score. It would sit that way for a while. Brad Boxberger would pitch a seventh inning uh, for the Brewers. In the eighth inning, Devin Williams would come in. Brewers still leading by a 6-3 score. David Peralta comes up as a pinch hitter. He would walk. Then Josh Rojas would strike out swinging. A wild pitch would allow Peralta to move to second in front of Marte. Swinging a bouncer. Hit past a diving. Urias. A run's going to score. And Arizona with a big night from Marte. That's his fourth hit in the game. He knocks in Peralta. It's now a 6-4 Brewers lead. And they certainly kept making it interesting. Eduardo Escobar would then walk. So runners on at first and second in a two-run game. Carson Kelly, who had a home run earlier in the contest, he strikes out swinging and brings up Christian Walker. Coming back. Here it is. Hey! Struck him out swinging. And the inning is over on a big strikeout to Walker. The Brewers would get that run back in the eighth inning. New pitcher for the Diamondbacks, Seth Frankoff. First batter he faces off against, Avisail Garcia. Swing and a drive in the right center deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and gone off the scoreboard. 
safest right center off the bat of Avi Garcia. So Josh Hader comes on to pitch the ninth inning for the crew. First battery faces off against Josh Reddick. 3-2 delivery. Here it is. Hey! Struck him out swinging. High fastball takes care of Josh Reddick. Second battery faces Nick Ahmed. 1-2 delivery. Here it is. Hey! Struck him out swinging. On a fastball again at 95. And he goes back-to-back in the strikeout department. Paven Smith would then get a base hit, so one on, two outs. Former Brewer Stephen Vogt comes up. The runner at third. Hater sets again. 3-2. Coming back. Here it is. Hayes struck it out with a 3-2 breaking ball. And this one is over. Stephen Vogt, I guarantee you, wasn't looking for that one. With the win, the Brewers go to 30 and 26. The Diamondbacks drop to 20 and 38. Winning totals for the crew: seven runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave five for the Diamondbacks. Four runs, 13 hits, one error. They leave 14. Winning pitcher Brent Suter. He's six and three. Duplantier takes the loss. He drops to 0 and 1. Hater the save. His 13th of the year. Home runs: Bradley his fifth, Yelich his second, Arias his seventh, Garcia his 11th for Arizona. Kelly hit his seventh of the year. The game lasting three hours and nine minutes played in front of a crowd of 12,392 folks here at American Family Field. 7-4, the Brewers get the win over Arizona. We'll come back. We'll go through scores from around baseball and get you set for game two of the series. That's next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. A 7-4 win for the Brewers today. Game two of the series coming up tomorrow. More about that in a moment. Let's go around the National League Central. The Cubs in action against the Giants. That game is in the bottom of the seventh inning. Giants have maybe been, uh, if not the surprise team in baseball this year, one of the surprise teams. They're 34-21. They're beating the Cubs right now by a 7-2 score. Zach Davies got the start tonight for Chicago. Went four and a third, allowing four runs on eight hits. The Pirates, they get a win tonight. They knock off the Marlins by a 5-3 score. And the Reds and Cardinals playing in St. Louis. Cincinnati doubling up the Cardinals by a 4-2 score. Victor Gutierrez getting the start for the Reds. He went five, giving up two runs on three hits. Adam Wainwright takes the loss for St. Louis. Seven innings, three runs on eight hits. Cardinals are scuffling right now. As we take a look at the standings right now in the NL Central, the Cubs are in first place. Right now they're two games up on the Cardinals. Looks like that will drop to one and a half before the end of the night. The Brewers right now, they are two and a half back of the Cubs, so they'll probably be two at the end of the night. And they are one and a half back of second place St. Louis. Cincinnati six and a half back, and the Pirates are sitting 11 games back. Uh, across the Brewers minor league Brewers minor league system, I should say, Triple A Nashville, 15 straight wins. How about that? They knock off Charlotte by a 15-4 score. Jace Peterson hitting two home runs in this game as he gets his fourth and fifth. Jake Hager hitting a home run as well for Nashville. Double A Biloxi, they lose at Montgomery tonight by a 9-6 score. High A Wisconsin, they get a win over Peoria, holding on to win by an 8-7 score. Down East in Carolina, scheduled to play a doubleheader, but that ends up being postponed. Want to mention what's going on outside of American Family Field as the Tropical Tailgate is going to get started in about three minutes as fans can come to uh, the ballpark.
ballpark. They can camp out tonight. It uh, replaces the Arctic tailgate, which did not take place this year. The tropical tailgate getting underway. Uh, tickets for all the rest of the games of the year going on sale in the morning. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of other stuff. Special T-shirts are going to be handed out. A limited edition reopening day T-shirt. Uh, beer from Molson Coors. Screwdrivers courtesy of Sky Vodka. Uh, going to be given out sausage strips from uh, Johnsonville. Breakfast pizza from uh, Palermo's. All kinds of stuff given out. So uh, if you're looking for something to do, if you want to camp out, you can do so tonight at American Family Field. Hello to all the people driving in right now. Brewers and Diamondbacks playing game two of this series coming up tomorrow. Freddie Peralta will get the start for the crew. Right-hander, 5-1, 2.38 ERA. Matt Peacock will get the start for the Diamondbacks. He'll enter tomorrow's game with a record of 2-1 and and a 4.50 ERA. 7-10 first pitch. Brewers warm up at 6 o'clock tomorrow. I'll be back with you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.